Hey, this is Christy. Welcome back to Constant Chaos. Things are a little bit more chaotic this time of year because it is time to figure out school for the next year, whether it's elementary and you're looking at middle or middle or high school or high school and even college. When you have um, kids making that transition and they don't follow that straight line and roll straight into the next school in your town, you need to look at how you're going to find the right learning experience for your child. So we thought it would be um, cool to talk about what we're going, what's going on in my house right now. We are looking at high school, and um, we're very concerned that the high school is too large and potentially not having the right accommodation. So making sure that we pound the pavement, we're looking at all of the private school options as well, and it's super stressful for the family. So we thought we'd talk about it. But the real reason you're hearing from me right now is because we are very technologically challenged, and Rachel and I are trying to figure out how to keep this podcast going and how to learn how to keep the technology up to snuff. So you're going to hear some beeps from email and you might hear some dogs growling in the background. Bear with us. We are working on it. Don't judge us by our technology. Please judge us by our content. Thanks so much. And on to the show. Hey, Christy, how are you today? I'm good, Rachel. How are you? So what's been going on? Well, a lot as usual. Isn't it always a lot? It's always a lot. It's been a tough weekend. It's Monday morning. Oh God, the kids are at school. I know, right? It's always a good day when you have a little bit of a break. Yeah. I was just telling you about how my um my little guy got bashed in the head by my big one. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nice huge mark going down his forehead. Fortunately, no stitches. Oh, that's good. A lot of blood. Tons of blood. Head's a bad place to get hit. Mm -hmm. I've had that problem before. So um, I thought today we could talk about um, the school process that you're going through. Yeah, totally. Totally. What do you want to know? There's a lot to tell. All right. So I know you have an eighth grader. He's mm -hmm. been in private school for three years. Yep. And it, there is no high school as part of the school he's in now. Correct. It ends at eighth, the end of eighth. So you are looking at high school. We are. We are. The third one to high school. Third one. And what about the public schools? What kind of private yeah. schools are you looking at? Yeah. Tell. Yeah. So it's super interesting. So um, he has been in this little small school that has maybe like 30 to 40 kids. So, mm -hmm. you know, it ends up like the eighth grade class, you know, maybe has like eight or 10 kids in it. Um, and so you know, it's small. There's a lot of personal attention. They do, you know, switch rooms for math and science and all that kind of stuff. But the idea of him going from that environment to high schools, which right. are typically huge, right? Our high schools have like 1,300, 1,500 kids in them. Right. Um, and no, no personal attention. Very little, very little or hard to know. Like that's the right. other thing, right? You just don't know. So, and imagine this is a kid that gets super worried about how he's going to do. Can he's, you talk a little bit more about, just to remind us about what his needs are? Yeah. So he's... Elevator pitch. Yeah. So <laughs> very, um, very specific visual dyslexia, um, ADHD or anxiety, hard to tell, mm -hmm. um, and dysgraphia. Mm-hmm. And some processing issues. That's a cocktail. It's a really nice cocktail. Um, and he, you know, he, he's been remediated. We talked about that before, I think. Mm -hmm. So he's done Linda Mood Bell and that was really successful for him. Not all programs are successful for kids. Thankfully that one was. That worked. Um, we tried Barton before that did not work for him. So 
he's reading wise and writing wise, like he's okay, but he still will always need a lot of support because it's just his brain doesn't see it the way the rest of the world sees it. Right. So him, for him, like for most kids, like you get the information and you chug along in a straight line mm-hmm. for a kid, he might see some information and they get distracted about something else or panic about not knowing how to spell something or, Oh, this makes sense, but what do I do with it? So yeah, it ta- there's a lot of like organizational challenges that happen in kids like this with their brains, especially if they truly do have ADHD, like they could easily go on some tangent with maybe say one idea that they're learning about and lose the, the bigger picture content. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. So what is the best environment for him? What do you think would work? Yeah. If you could make your own school. Yeah, sure. So he wants a quote unquote normal experience for high school. Okay. So the big public high school, he kind of wants the idea of the big public high school Football um, team Friday nights. Yep. Maybe some degree of that, but um, that's what his brother and sister have been through. Um, And he kind of wants to go back to that because he's been in this school that has addressed his needs very well. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of differences in there. It's okay. I know the the dogs dogs are barking. They're driving me crazy. Um, It's it's chaos. It's constant chaos. Um, So yeah, so we're looking at all these different options. So the way we've approached it is we've made a list of all the schools in the area that we think are commutable for us. We don't want to do anything too far away and we've eliminated boarding schools. And these are, this is literally the process, right? All right. So he would love the typical experience, like the public school. And we have a couple that he could have options hopefully for. Yeah. So exactly. So right now, um, to like today, for example, I'm turning in a form to ask that if he goes to public school, he goes to the same school as his brother, which is not the school we're zoned for in this town. So we apply for that and we hope that we can get right. him in the same school with him as, okay. as an option So uh, that we're considering. If we have that as an option, then you have to go down that path of is it the right option. And so for kids like this, you really need to uncover what support structures they have, what their learning skills are, what kind of... Um, if there's any remediation that's needed, what are their accommodations on their IEP look like? All of that kind of stuff. Right. That's a long. So you have to, you have, yeah. So you have that's to, a lot of work. So it's a lot of work. So you have to uncover that. And oh, by the way, he needs to have neuropsych testing again um, by the school, by the school and privately to make sure that we have the full picture of what where he is now. Cause the last time he was tested was three years ago. So you have to have fresh testing before the next change. Oh. So he's going to go through two different types of testing now, um, to figure out also placement, you know, if, if the schools can accommodate what he needs, if, if right. And how, and if it's going to match, you know, for a kid like, like he is, it's super anxious. He gets super anxious and nervous to think about it. Like, Oh my gosh, what's my next step? I mean, anybody would, right? High school is a big thing, but then layer on, are they going to be able to take care of me? Are they going to teach the way I learn? Am I going to be successful? Will I get into college? So at a 13 year old level, he is going through a process that is like what a high schooler is going through looking for a college. Wow. Right. Okay. So other than the public schools, tell us about the private schools. Yeah. So we're, I guess, thankful that we have a number of options in this area, in the Bay Area. There's a bunch of different private schools and they vary from like college prep to really special needs, autism, um, 
you know, different cocktails of what different kids need. And some of them are super small and some of them are bigger. So we have looked at a school called Stern in San Francisco, which is, um, in my opinion, amazing. It's a private school. It has a lot of uh, support. Um, it has small class sizes. How, how big is it overall? I think it's about 200 kids, but that's not just a high school. They okay. have younger kids too. I think it's like fifth through 12th. And we had looked tiny. It's tiny, but it looks and feels and um, gives them options much like a, you know, not a public high school, but like a, you know, normal-ish high school. They have some of the electives they had, you know, because that was one of the things we don't, we love the idea with some of our schools that they have all these options. They have digital film, they have, you know, these kids are super creative. So you want to make sure right, that they have all that, that they, in addition to what core classes they have to take, that they get the support in the core classes, but that they also have options to figure out what they like and what their interests are because their, their brains work so differently. A lot of times they have deep skills in these other areas, but if in a, you know, a very traditional public school might not have all those. We're lucky enough that they do. Mm-hmm. So this particular school in the city also has those That's great. different electives. They have all the ologies, we call them like psychology, biology, wow. sociology, sociology, you know, so, and they go in deep, right? Yeah. Different classes on politics, different arts, different film, different video production, like digital media. So, but that's what high schools have turned into now. Yeah. They're all this feeding ground to figure out what you're interested in and what you want and give you these choices, which is fantastic. So, but you know, this is what we're looking at. So we have that school that we're considering. Um, and then we also have another smaller school that's very close to our house, but a lot of these schools, Rachel are, um, a lot of it is environment. They're in office buildings. They're kind of redone. Um, they don't really have tons of outdoor space sometimes. Right. So does Stern have that the outdoor space? Okay. So what's interesting about Stern is they the rooftop has been all enclosed with netting, and it is a fantastic like basketball court, soccer field. Like they have a ton of options. Plus, they go different places too. There's a lot of like little field trips to parks and. Um, different areas. So they do make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, But so in terms of outdoor space, that one is probably not at the top, but the look and feel of the school is really nice. That's great. So it gives you a different, and there's an open courtyard in the middle. So even though they're in classes, they -hmm. get some bit of being outside, which I think, again, is another super important thing that you connect with nature if you're um, a kid growing up. Right. Well, it's important for kids to have that exposure. Mm -hmm. So the school out here doesn't have that. It's like an office building. It's a little bit more like an office building. Yeah. And we've looked at a lot of these. And then, you know, we've looked at another one, uh, Bay Hill, that's in Berkeley. And um, same kind of thing. I'm not so sure about the program fit for for our kid, you know. So you have to look at all these things, right? You have to – and and by the way, all these children, you, you don't even do an application. You go to an open house. Mm-hmm. Then they have to do a shadow day where they spend yep. a half day or full day, right, checking mm-hmm. it all out. So picture this. You've got a kid who's anxious. You've got a kid who's at the beginning of eighth grade. I'm getting anxious for him. And before December, you need to get on all these lists, find out about all these schools, which aren't always easy to find. Like if you have an advocate or if you have somebody that you're working with, they may say to you, hey, I think this would be a great fit for your school or the school they're coming from might say that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with my kid, it's super tricky because what he presents at school is not the same as what he presents at home. Yep. So a school recommendation might be academically suited, but not emotionally suited. 
And we're looking, you know, we want the total package. We want this next step to be something that he gets up and feels good about and can figure out his potential and, you know, help with some of the issues that still will always be a challenge for him learning wise. Um, And it's been full time. I can't like once a week, twice a week, we have been going to these open houses for the last couple of weeks. Like I can't get anything else done because this is all we're doing. And we're interviewing that we're the parents are getting interviewed by the directors. Make sure that you're a good fit. Make sure we're a good fit. And that's really what it's about. It's about will will your child fit with the other kids and play nicely? And they are analyzing it. And then when your kid goes to the shadow day, they give them a kind of a little evaluation to see if they place well in any of their classes. Because in these schools, not the public school, but in these private schools, they don't worry so much about your grade level. They worry about your academic level. So you could be in a classroom with a ninth grader and 11th grader doing the same English or the same math because that's the level that those kids are at at the time. But they do still get them through what they call the A to G classes, which, you know, get them into college. But they they work it differently. So like for math, they might do half of algebra one year, half of algebra the second year. The junior, they'll do geometry and they'll go to, say, pre-calc or something their senior year, whereas the high school might not have that option. They might, it might be algebra one year, they might jam it into one year and then they just would give him additional support to get through that if that was what he needed. Got it. So, but his, he prefers the big school. Um, I think so. I think he, I think he could be ready. So I think that that, you know, we we're looking at all those options, but here's the downside. So I asked the public school, can you, can he do like a shadow day with his brother or something? And they were like, oh, no, we don't do that. So the school he really wants to go to, you can't, we can't, you can't shadow him. Not really. You have to follow the public school process. So, And when, when will you know what accommodations, if they can make them? When oh, late is, spring. Which is when you've at, had to apply and get maybe gotten into these other programs. Yeah, probably. Probably. So I'm pushing really hard. Um, with the school system so that we can, you know, I want to look at the whole thing on a piece of paper basically and say, have all your choices, have all the choices and then figure out if we can afford them. Right. You know, that's the other piece. Like, can you really afford all these options? And, um, you know, you want, you want the best for your child. So there's a lot of sleepless nights. I'm, I personally, as the parent, right back on me, have a ton of sleepless nights because I'm sitting here going, okay, was that a good fit? And then Oh, so if he goes to public school, how does this logistically work? And what will we need to do to supplement? Because you know we're going to need to supplement something somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, did I ask for all the right things? Am I, you know, right. presenting all the accommodations that we that we would potentially need for him? Um, if we go to a, a private school, like logistically, can he go to the city every day? How am I going to get him there? How am I going to get him home? I still have other kids. Right. How does that work? Um, and and you know, do you trust him taking the train every day, <laughs> right? Would well, he have to take Bart by himself every day, um, or is there a group of people he can carpool with? And some of this stuff you don't find out till the end, and it could work right. out perfectly. But yep, any of these options might work out perfectly. Yeah. But while you're considering them, it's super stressful, and you really yeah. like. At least for me, I don't feel like I have a bandwidth to almost worry. I can't worry about anything else right now because there's so many steps. I don't want to drop a ball. Yeah. You know, and it's talking to all these people and flushing out, you know. I'm getting stressed listening to you. I know, right? I'm like rubbing my neck. I, I'm like, I'm getting like a <laughs> knot in my neck. Because I'm also thinking about while you're going through this and you're having to sleepless nights, that, 
I mean, I know for me, there's still the every day. There's still the every day. And then remember that there's a 13 year old who is so worried about his future and is so motivated to do something great in this world. And this next step feels super important. Yeah. And you also want to enjoy your moments with him. And he's a child and we just had Halloween. Right. Like, let's, let's put it back to basics here, right? We just, <laughs> we just had to find costumes and decorations and we live on the street. We get a lot of trick-or-treaters and was it, was the house decorated enough? And I know this stuff sounds all super silly when you're looking at this decision, but doing normal, like you, kinda, need, we need, you need a little normal and a little calm every once in a while. And so blowing our house out and making it look super Your house cool for Halloween. Great. I'm so bummed I missed it. Uh, um, was important. And even today in the car ride to school, he said to me today, he's like, I can't believe what you pulled off at the last minute. He's like, you put a couple touches on Halloween day to the house and it made such a difference. Like just the cobwebs. What'd you do for Halloween? I'm curious. Oh, we just, I mean, we just stayed home and answered the door. No, but, but like what, what kind of, Oh, what was outside? We did our tombstones and we had our smoke machine and I we had it. this, I have a lot of spiders and witches and skeletons and stuff. So we kind of strategically placed them in areas and put different lights. So they pop when people walk up. Oh, I love it. So it's cute and try not to be too scary because there's a lot of little kids, but we yeah. have done haunted houses in the past. I remember your haunted houses. Yeah. So we've done a lot of crazy things. This, I think this year was a little bit quieter, but it came together in the very, uh, literally on Halloween day <laughs> because I was like, Oh gosh, it's Halloween. I don't have to think about all these other things. Let me run to the store really fast. I didn't get the cobwebs. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then I, you know, picked him up and he came home and was like, Oh, I can't believe it. Right. So you so still need to like be the parent of the everyday. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. And I feel like this past month it was sloppy. Very sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes back to what you and I have talked about. It's um letting certain things go yeah like what are you gonna worry about yeah so we let meals go I decided I wasn't cooking anything fantastic and we did a little bit of takeout we did a little bit of whole foods we <laughs> did a little bit of last minute and yeah and it's and you know my daughter was in this high school finals tennis tournament at the same time and so I was trying to be present there because it's her senior year and I right. didn't want to drop that ball and then you know my son has all other different things with his tennis and school that I was Your trying to middle be, son. my middle son. So I was trying to be present for that, you know, and my husband and I were kind of banging around each other, like who's going to do what. And, but I worry about it. I'm the one who's carrying it. I'm giving one giving lists. You're the delegator. I'm the delegator of all tasks. So yeah, it's, I think it's really hard. And I think for anybody who's out there looking and going through this process, you can totally appreciate and connect what it takes to find the right environment to the point where we've had conversations about moving. I know you've, you've mentioned that you've mentioned like moving to different states. Yeah. There's different states that have schools that look like they would be ideal. And so we even talked about, do we just get on a plane and do like a little road show? And we were like, how financially all these things like in your head, they sound great until you put them down on paper. And then we're like, are we really going to move? We have other children. This is probably not the best idea, but you do want to consider it. You want to move mountains when your child right. has, has some special need and you want to make sure that they are going to get as much help and support um, and what, have as positive an experience as you can give them. What states have good resources? We found the school in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is known for having really good public and private okay. schools. So that was one area we looked at. There's another good And school. you have family back there. And we have family back there. So that would be an easy move. Um, there's some schools in Colorado. There's one in particular in Denver that's really good. Denver Academy, I think is what it's called. And, um, you know, again, another really nice program for kids like this. 
um, where it, you know, it pushes them. It's they're real hardcore academics, but they give a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a school that's like purely for dyslexia or purely for ADHD or, mm-hmm. you know, kids on the autism spectrum or something like that, which you see a lot of, this is kind of middle of the road. These aren't the prep schools and these aren't the super remediated schools. This so it's, is, a, it's a great school, but it also offers support. Right. Yeah. And it's for kids who need small classrooms. So, you know, if the classroom is smaller and there's less kids, it's a lot easier for these children to stay on, on track and understand. But when you have 30 kids in a room and a lot of distractions, that kid has to be really good at going in and asking for what they need. And as a freshman, is anybody? (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. Some very special kids are. Yeah. Some kids can do it, but you know, my kids couldn't. You just don't know. So that's, yeah, that's been what's going on. And now thanks, uh, Halloween's over and Thanksgiving will be here soon. And you know, and then Christmas and, that's what's going on in our house. All right. Well, one day at a time with you, Christy. I know. So would you give any advice and resources for anyone going through this process? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same thing that we've talked about before. If you have an advocate or someone who knows your child's sort of diagnosis and Mm -hmm. background um, and has resources where they've gone and toured these schools and looked at these schools and they know what kind of kids are at these schools. So having an advocate. That someone who really knows that. Because I mean, there's definitely advocates that We'll give you some advice, like go check this out. But there's some that have gone to them and have relationships with them. If you have that kind of an advocate, then I would trust their opinion about which schools to go approach and look at because they know the they know the directors, they know admissions, they know the kind of. Are are you working with an advocate? We aren't at the moment. Um, We have in the past. We aren't at the moment because I feel like I learned so much in this process before. I'm handling this piece on my own because I feel like, to be honest our child's personality is more complex and only comes out at home. And so I want to make sure that we are really looking for that piece, the nurturing piece, in addition to the academic piece. I think next year you can advocate, you can, you can be an advocate for this. (laughs) Right. I know probably might need a few more degrees, but yes, I mean, yeah. And again, there are not a ton of choices. So once you figure out where your options are, plus I think the other thing that I would encourage people to do is talk to the people at school, like in this situation, where are these eighth graders going? Because they all have to leave the school, right? Mm-hmm. So I have this little network of parents and we're seeing them at the, all the open houses. We're sitting down and talking about what we thought and sharing that information into other people's perspectives, I think is also very good. I mean, you obviously internalize and interpret for your own child, but having that. And then I think it also goes back to taking some time for yourself and taking having your child take some time for themselves and just be outside. Be or, a kid be a kid, be outside and just remember that as big as this sounds, you could always change it. If you go there for a year or six months and it, it doesn't work out, you can always transfer somewhere else. It's not the end of the world. That's good advice to yourself too. Yeah. It's not the end of the world because you could look at this and make it such a big deal, but let's be serious. People move and they have to change schools, you know, all kinds of things happen. So it's a good life lesson. Sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes it's not going to, and it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. Right. You know, might just be another blip in the system, but it's not going to kill you. Right. So, you know, self-care, super important. Yeah. Whatever that is, go to the movies, take a walk, get out of your house, go somewhere else for a day, Mm -hmm. take a hike. It's all, you know, super important for you and your family. Totally. All right. Well, thank you. That was good. This is a lot. Thank you for letting me vent. I feel like I just needed to get that. I was bottled up. (laughs) Well, I think it's really helpful for other people that are going through this too right now. 
Yeah. And I hope there's a lot because it's that it's the season. Tis the season. Tis the season. I know. All right. Till next time. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. If you want more information, follow us on at Podcast Chaos on Twitter or Constant Chaos on Facebook. Until next time.